Welcome to Sing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. So, Stephanie, um, normally we'd have a little banter going on before we actually talk about our subject matter. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I don't want to banter because I want to jump right into this dumpster fire of oh, a movie. Oh man! Yeah, when I was uh, looking up some, attempting to find some fun facts for this, people were like, "This classic horror movie," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> what was classic about it? <laughs> I don't. The clothes, maybe. <laughs> very, very nineties. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, I'm not too uh too sure. It's a, it's a it's a great film. So good. My it's favorite. The best ever. <laughs> uh so we are talking about the movie Doppelganger. There's several movies called Doppelganger. So so to clarify, it is the 1993 edition of Doppelganger. <laughs> yes. Uh starring Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. And she was just a, just a wee babe, sort of. I don't know how old she was, actually. Neither do I. I'm sure a quick Google could answer that question, but I know. I'm not going to do that. Well, uh... It was between E.T. and Charlie's Angels' age. How about that? Did this happen? This probably also happened before The Wedding Singer. Yeah, it was, because I think uh, that was late 90s. Okay. She was 18 when she made this movie. Wow. Which makes a lo- some of it a little bit questionable now. Yeah, like the <laughs> um, the the showing of the boobas. <laughs> yeah, because it came out in '93, but she probably filmed it when she was 17. Wow. Because she was born in 1975, and so uh, that math, I believe, is correct. 1993 minus 1975 says 18 very good i'm gonna applaud you for that Math's uh, it good. was my it was my phone calculator <laughs> i have nothing to do with it <laughs> i know gouda thank you for your confidence though in me all of you oh who else is there gouda just y- gouda? you're the you the other one. Oh. you okay. you all of you you and gouda oh well <laughs> well in that case yeah uh gouda watched this movie with me what are your thoughts i know that that part was crazy it really was (laughs) (laughs) so yeah do you do you want to kick us off jumping in sure it opens up with us i think if i'm remembering right a potential sex scene. Yeah, it was all very weird and confusing. Yeah. I didn't know why we had this sex scene with this person that we never saw again. No, we see him again. Do we? We do. Because I couldn't... I was trying so hard to connect the dots from that opening scene to the rest of the movie, and I was like, I don't I believe. It. I believe he was the doctor. Oh, okay. Not that we ever got a good, clear look at his face, but based on his body type and the glasses, the glasses, is, is yeah, what made me think that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, Drew Barrymore is getting uh, serviced by <laughs> by this doctor guy, and it is cut between uh, scenes of her also walking through the city of New York City, like looking over her shoulder nine million times. Yeah, very paranoid. And then, and then um, it quickly transitions to a murder, so it's all good. Yeah, she goes to someone's penthouse apartment. It looks like, mm-hmm. uh, go and the person that answers seems to recognize her, and is like, "Oh, here you are, hi." And then she opens the door, and then instant stab mode. 
Step, 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 step. Very bloody. Yeah, well, mostly because she overheard the conversation on the phone about getting her off something and calling her the B word. Oh, yeah. So she and she appears to get fairly angry behind that door. I mean, I can't tell. She has sunglasses on and a scarf over her head. It's really hard to tell. What but her the look on her vibe face, is. the look on her face, the crunching of her fists, mm. uh, the becoming mm-hmm. a water animal and growing. Um, oh right, I forgot about that part. Growing whatever those things between the toes are called, webbing. Webbing. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot about that. I think I deleted some of this from my brain because it was so weird. Why? It's such, <laughs> such a great film stuff. <laughs> I'm traumatized by the ending, but that's okay. Um. Oh. oh, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to explain this movie. I was trying to explain the end to Brennan yesterday, and he was like, wait, what? What about what? And I was like, I don't know. How to, I don't know. Anyway, so she killed that lady, which uh, we come to learn, I think, is... Her mother. Sookie's making appearance on the camera. She is. She's stepping on my work laptop. Well, you know. Now she's stepping on your lap. All day. All day, every day. Just making her way downtown around my desk. Well, you know. Driving me crazy. She desires attention. She does. Um, So, bye. Okay. So... Then we are transitioned to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where um, this she's looking for an apartment, it looks like. Yep. But she looks a little bit different now. She has cascading long hair and wearing kind of a cute little sundress and getting dropped off at these apartments that she wants to live in, presumably. Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. that is. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, when she goes... We, uh, then we meet, uh, what is his name? Patrick? Is that his name? I believe so. That's what, that's what my Wikipedia tells me. Very good. (laughs) Uh, then we meet Patrick, who is hunched over a desk writing on the phone, talking about deadlines. He's got, you know, newspaper clippings all around him. He's, you know, stereotypical writer guy and looks very much, but just looks so 90s with his uh light jeans and baggy shirt and baseball cap i don't know just he just screams 90s to me yeah what about you i kept thinking to myself that he was the uh like how how do i phrase this he's like the 90s paul rudd (laughs) yeah because he kind of looks like paul rudd (laughs) but he's not paul rudd No. That is what he's dressed like, though. He's dressed like Paul Rudd in Clueless. Yes. But, but this uh, came out before Clueless, so. Yeah, and he's also not Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's so not as good. That. But you know who he is? He, who is he? He, he was in uh, Friends. Did you... Have you seen Friends? The TV show? Yes. No, never. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. There are people I know who've never seen it, so I'm just checking. Yes, I've seen friends. Okay. Do you remember uh, Danny, the guy that Rachel liked that lived in the apartment building? He used to have like a big beard, and then he shaved it all off, and then he was like hot, and then she dated him, and then he was obsessed with his sister, and they had like a weird relationship, him and his sister, and so then she was not into it anymore because she saw Danny and his sister in a bath together and she was like, okay, bye. Uh, very, vaguely, very early, early friends. This is very early friends. So That's a vague, I, I vaguely remember that sort of maybe kind of. I think he also is the voice of Sephiroth. <laughs> okay. I think that is what I discovered when I was Googling his name. His name George Newburn. Let me check to make sure, because I, I wrote that. Yep, he is Sephiroth in okay. Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy VII Remake, etc. <laughs> well, <then laughs> Which he makes has, me laugh. <laughs> he has a big part in your life. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he 
so Holly, her name is Holly, Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. She, you know, is like, hey, I heard there was a room open in this apartment. Can I, can I stay here? And he's all like, oh, she is super hot. Hell yeah, I want this hot chick to live with me. And she's like, there's only one bedroom. The ad said two bedroom. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I write and then I crash on the couch. And she's like, so are you here a lot? And he's like, oh, no, I'm always out scouting for ideas. I'm never here. And she's like, okay. And then she's like, but there's only one bathroom. And he's like, oh, I don't really use the bathroom. <laughs> Just like his his method to like convince her to stay, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh... to get to the bathroom, you have to go through the one bedroom, which he is proposing that she stay in. Did you? I thought it was at the end of the hall. No, it was through the one bedroom. That's why she was like, what about you if you have to go to the bathroom? And then he was like, well, I don't really you know, use the bathroom that often. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was I one did... of his selling points. I didn't, I didn't catch that it was, uh, that that door was not a hallway, that it was actually the that bedroom. That was just the bedroom, yeah. Okay. Um, but either way, she's kind of desperate for a place to stay, so she is agreeable. And he also needs the rent money, so it all works out for both of them. Yeah, because he was on the phone talking to the landlord. Yeah. Yeah. Dialogue in this movie, so good. It's very good. The best So good that I remember it so well. I mean, just like, it felt like real life. (laughs) I'm lying. (laughs) And then, so he's like, how soon can you move in? She's like, well, I got my car in the, or I got my suitcase in the car. That's all she has. Darn. Um, I was really hoping she had her car in the suitcase. Because that would have been amazing. It's not a TARDIS. (laughs) (laughs) Or Ant-Man, whichever. If you want to go with the Paul Rudd theme, this is an Ant-Man. There you go. Yeah, she just shrunk it down. Uh. So the first thing she does in her new bedroom is hang up a giant cross on the wall. Oh, so she's a Christian girl. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to each their own. Do what you got to do. That's true. If that's the wall art you choose, then. Yeah, you got to have your faith. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we all learned that from the Limp Bizkit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, And also Frank Sinatra, I think, is the original one. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so. I now, might be wrong. Now I'm going to go find this so I can hear that. I like hearing the originals with the rocked out versions. Uh-huh. Because they're always great. You know, Sound of <laughs> Silence by whoever did that. And then you have Disturbed doing it, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marilyn Manson redid... Uh, Oh, what did he redo? I don't, I don't know. Marilyn Manson. We don't talk about Marilyn Manson because he's a bad person. Is he? Yeah. Oh, real, I didn't know. Real bad. And then you got real bad. Hurt, which was done by Nine Inch Nails, being redone mm-hmm. by uh, by uh, Johnny Cash. Yep, that was that was an amazing take on a rock song the other way. Mm-hmm. I like remakes. Yeah, they're good. So. Yes. After she gets her uh, her room, what happens? Um... She has a nightmare. <laughs> okay. She has a nightmare, and not Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd uh, overhears <laughs> it, and he's a little distracted and tired when he goes to meet with his writing partner. Yes, who is my favorite character in the whole movie? This yeah. woman. Oh yeah. She she's the best character. Fast talking just great and she just is like so over it the whole time she's like she gives zero fucks and she's just like fuck this whole situation mm-hmm. pretty much I had to go which look is her how up. i feel i had to go look her up <laughs> mid mid watching because she looks so familiar to me i was trying to figure out who yeah. she was so i went to the cast list while watching the movie and i'm like oh i know who that is do you i i know other i know of the other movies she was in oh okay gotcha. and that's why she seems so familiar to me i get you i get you same with Sister, Sister Mary. Just, no, just <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't know who Drew Barrymore was. She looks so familiar, but I thought she was so much younger. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, she was the little girl in ET. <laughs> you know what else? She's never been kissed. Yep. <laughs> and she went on fifty first dates. Yep. There's she's, lots of things with Adam Sandler. She's done a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler was uh, a never been kissed. 
But he was in The Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates. Yes. And Never First Kissed, she was with... Uh... Never First Kissed. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first... The, the, the scrapped title. <laughs> Never First Kissed. It never been kissed. It was opposite. Uh, who? It was a hot dad. I don't know. He was like their teacher. God, I don't remember what his name was. Why do you always make me IMDb mid? I don't know. Because it's fun. I thought, who, Who's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar? David Wasn't Arquette. It? It's David Arquette is in this. And, and never not been Freddie kissed? Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. is not in this. Oh, that's, that's a different it's, movie. It's David Arquette. Okay, you're right. And Michael Varton is the hot teacher. I'm David think- Arquette is her brother in that. I'm thinking of uh, Summer Crush or something, maybe, <laughs> with uh, What's-His-Face. And that Freddy wasn't Prince. even her. Nope. That was the other hottie that I can't think of her name. But anyway, let's get back to this because... Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot, Yeah. What else? Uh, I'm trying to recall. I, the ending just sticks in my mind so prominently that I'm trying to like get to the get to the end. <laughs> I, I really I can't think of why the ending would stick in your mind so much. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, at the diner. Yes, they're at the diner. Oh yes, right. Okay, so he's having his meeting with the best character in the movie. Yes, and. Um, took my glasses off like an old lady to i couldn't remember what her name is let me see what is her name the best um, elizabeth? character elizabeth is okay. that her name we'll just say it's elizabeth um so she he's sitting there but then he like looks out the window and he sees who he thinks is holly standing across the street but she's in the sunglasses and scarf ordeal right and he's like oh there she is she's right there and then he like gets up to go like because he wants to introduce her to his friend and runs out the door and then she just kind of disappears and he's like that's weird okay um (laughs) and uh we slowly learn more about holly and like she's she's run away from new york and there's some drama attached to her family her brother is in like the psych ward her dad died i believe and then her mother was murdered so she's got some trauma yes going on and uh, what's what spurs him to start helping her oh no she has a meeting she has a meeting with her lawyer or something about like the family trust or something so he's so he agrees to help her and take her there to, to the meeting well she asked for a ride yes and it was and the go they... to the house yeah yeah and then they go out and who's and then there's a bunch of construction men one of whom did you recognize the main I did one not. that Oh wait. It's Danny Is it Adama? No, it's Danny no. Trejo. Oh, okay. Yes. Mach- machete. <laughs> machete. Yes. Yes, Danny Trejo is a creepy construction worker who's hitting on her and she gets really upset because well because she like drops something and bends down in front of them so they get a good peek at her booty and um he's all like oh let's just get in the car we'll go and then she's like no so then she like kicks him in the nuts or something yes she eventually knees him and knees him that's right and she's like would you talk to your daughter this way what if i was your daughter your niece or any other woman in your life how dare you yes she gets very very agitated at their cat calling and then they speed off right such a protector running away Mm-hmm. And then at the meeting, I don't remember what happens. Oh, they want her to come back to New York, right? Well, no. Uh, come on. Not he, you, Brad. He, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's Suki again. He uh, was, the, the lawyer was wondering why she was so interested in the house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she just wanted to see things. It's a, it's a nice house, although it looks abandoned and not, you know, the grounds aren't really being taken care of. And uh, you were right about Elizabeth, by the way. Oh, thank you. But um, that's when 
the boy character, uh, Patrick, sees somebody standing in the window. Ah, uh, yes. Which then causes Holly to say, you know what, I'm hungry. We should go eat something. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in while they were having breakfast that she tells him about her doppelganger. Yes, so she confesses finally. Like she's like, I, I'm sure you've noticed like some weird things about me, um, but and you're not gonna believe this probably. But I have a doppelganger, and she's been following me around like my whole life, and causing so much trouble for me. Mm-hmm. And she she looks exactly like me. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if I believe this, but also she's hot, so he like wants to believe her because <laughs> he wants to be around yeah. her of so he's like all right i'll uh take this with a grain of salt okay and then at some point they end up back at their place and get it on yeah shenanigans they do some cooking they they do some cooking together at first and then yeah they're back at his or their place technically and they're doing some smooching and then while they're boning or bebopping as i've been calling it because i've been watching cowboy bebop <laughs> And there was a sex scene, and I was like, oh, this is the Cowboys bebopping. Wow. <laughs> so they were bebopping. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Which, which, by the way, I'm enjoying Cowboy Bebop a lot. The live action. It's fun. Oh, is that out already? Yeah, it came out on Friday. Oh, I got to watch that. Yeah. I'm having a good time. I'm almost done with it, but there's a lot of snobby weebs out there who are like, Man, they didn't do this right. Uh. <laughs> like, He's no, too short. <laughs> it's good. Thanks, guys. But yes, there are differences. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Sorry, I'm back. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, like, I reached over and hit something, and it must have, like, escaped <laughs> the meeting. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> All of a sudden, I was talking to myself. <laughs> I was like, where did I go? <laughs> um... Anyway, so so they were bebopping in the kitchen, and then for some reason that caused like gale force winds to attack the kitchen mm-hmm. and burst open all the doors and just like tornado everywhere and debris and shit flying all over the kitchen, like newspapers flying, tree or lit branches, etc. Yep. They don't seem to notice because they're just too enthralled in their love making. Yes, well, you know, when you're in the moment, I guess, the whole outside world ceases to exist. Yes, true. And then uh, he wakes up the next morning on the floor of the kitchen. And what does he see, Brad, on the floor? A present from his cat. A worm. A worm. A little worm. A worm with a bunch of flies flying all over it. So romantic. Yeah, I think that's the second cat present of the show. Yeah, the first was like a bird or a mouse or something. Yeah. Yeah, we neglected to share that he that Patrick has a cat. He does, and the cat likes to bring presents. Yes, in the form of dead creatures. Wouldn't you? I guess. I mean, technically, you know, when a guy's being nice, he's bringing you a future dead thing in the form of flowers, so... True. So I guess guys are like cats. That's true. Less bloody, though. True. And they smell better. Usually, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what if the bird depends was on a, the flower? <laughs> what if the bird was a particularly clean animal? Uh, maybe, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um. Let's so see. then he goes to talk to her in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the movie, you get the it's while the opening credits are rolling, it's focused on this music box, and mm, she's laying yes. on the bed with this music box open that had a message "Love Daddy" or something like that on it. It's like a little angel Spinning going around. round and round. Yeah, yeah. a very flat angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she says, "It wasn't me." You don't. You, you may think what happened happened, but it wasn't me. It was her. Yeah, because he tries to like get all cuddly with her and like make a move again, and she's like, "Excuse me, no, 
<laughs> yes, as you said, it wasn't her. It wasn't me. She likes all that stuff. I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> so now he's sort of going to back off a bit, I think. Yeah, but he's very much into her still and trying not to upset her know, upset her and whatever um and then he drives her to visit her brother in the psychiatric hospital yep and then they find out that her brother murdered their father but holly is always still having flashes of her father like attacking her and stuff and she's always getting she's always having these weird flashes of yeah either her dad or her other self attacking her basically in her dreams right so probably some abuse in there also yeah probably some uh you know some minor rapage or something yeah but then patrick finds out that in addition to holly's father being murdered his her mother was also murdered and that she is the prime suspect in this so then he starts to think that maybe oh, she's. A but he knows crazy. about this because he. Wait. She didn't admit that right away. No, because he gets a. Uh, so they went to a party. A, oh, I forgot about the party. Yeah. Yeah, they went to a party. I don't remember what the reason behind going to this party was. It was. Oh, I remember. Um, okay. Let me back up then. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, the end is the only thing in my mind, and I forget how we get to the end. So We're just trying to rush there. I know. Because it's so good. I know. Okay. So, every time he meets with Elizabeth, all he does is rave about Holly and how amazing she is, and it's very clear that he and Elizabeth used to be a thing, and there's still a little bit of attraction, a little bit of tension in there, even though they're trying to be like business partners in a way with the writing stuff. Right. Um, but there's still something there. So she's like, hey, why don't you come to this party, blow off some steam? You've been stuck in that apartment with her and like all of her weird shit going on. Just come hang out and have fun. And he's like, oh, great idea. I'll bring Holly. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, uh, no, not what I <laughs> imagined, but okay. And then so they go to this party with, uh, and she like asks him to dance. So then they start dancing. And then she just gets a little bit too touchy-feely. And he's like, um, I'm not comfortable with this. So he, like, kind of right. backs off. Because we just did this yesterday and then you denied it. And... Yeah, so now she's getting all in his business again. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You're sending me some mixed signals here. So then she's dancing on her own and just very, basically feeling herself up in front of everyone and all the guys. And they're like, oh, wow, you got yourself a good one there. Oh, not let her go. <laughs> <laughs> And then things take a turn, and she has she she's, the guy that was throwing the party accidentally spilled red wine on yes. a guest who was wearing all white like her mother when she was stabbed to death. Right, and then she saw it as blood, as did we, yes. because it was probably the reddest, most opaque wine <laughs> in the entire world. And then she starts bleeding from her nose also, which is what happens. And she wants to get out of there. Yeah, so she but gets all freaked out. Like right around then that uh, Patrick gets propositioned by, I'm looking at the cast, Richard? Richard Wolf? Was that the guy? The FBI guy? No. The FBI guy was somebody else. I think Richard Wolf was the... Uh, producer that was looking for an, a writer to fix a script. Yes. And he had spoken to Elizabeth, who had said, or no, oh no, he asked him who his name was, and he said his name was Patrick Highsmith. Highsmith? Highsmith? How do you say his last name? Highsmith? I would it say Highsmith. It looks like Highsmith. Highsmith? Yeah. But anyway, no, no, like Highsmith. You mm -hmm. know, hi. <laughs> anyway. Um,. <laughs> And he knew him from a short story he had won an award on and said we should have a meeting and he was going to uh, send him something over to look at. Mm -hmm. So now I think we're caught up to... They're back at the place, the house, Pat apartment. 
Patrick was upset that uh, he hadn't heard from Richard yet. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Richard. Yeah, it was Richard. <laughs> Danny Trejo's name in this is Hard Hat. By the uh. way. Sorry, there's a dead bug and Gouda's batting it around. Cool. That's what cats do. See? Presents. Gross. I'm glad it's dead, though. It was flying around yesterday, and I was like, I don't know what this is. So anyway, a neighbor left a voicemail on Patrick's machine, answering machine. So that definitely dates this movie. (laughs) And uh, says he got a package, and Patrick was like, oh, hey, maybe that's what Richard sent over. So he goes over to get it, and that guy says he's FBI or CIA? He's an FBI agent, I think, investigating the murder of Holly's mother. And that Holly is the prime suspect. And also, this guy, did you notice how weird he talked? Yes. I don't know how to explain how he talked, but it was just weird. Very weird. He talked like a 1920s (laughs) news guy or something. I don't know. It was so bizarre. A gumshoe? A 1920s gumshoe? So you see here... Yeah. You don't want to mess so with this broad, huh? Bizarre. <laughs> and this dame he's... is only going to get you in trouble, you see? <laughs> exactly. And while he was talking to him, Holly was taking a shower in the shower. And she's, you know, you know, enjoying her bathing time. But then the water suddenly turns to blood. And then it's blood pouring on her. And then she has a random quick flash of some weird skinny necked bloody face creature and then it quickly goes away and then she's still having this dream of being covered in blood and then suddenly it's just back to water again right um but then yeah at the the fbi guy's like you need to keep an eye on her and follow her around and see what she does because she's our number one suspect and you know he's like oh okay sure I'll keep an eye, I guess. So he kind of tells he tells Elizabeth about all of this stuff too while it's going on because he doesn't really have anyone else to talk to and he has to kind of confess to her. Right. Um. But then when they're talking, so this is when we finally up to Holly saying, giving more about her past and saying, and I was the number one suspect, mm-hmm. which Patrick already knew. But now she's confirming this, which then yes. makes him, I'm assuming, think that she had nothing to do with it. Because if she was, if she actually did it, this is not something a person would admit to you. Right. She, He's more sympathetic to her cause now because she truly believes that it's this doppelganger framing her. And he wonders, like, well, he saw a picture. True? Yeah, he's he's suspicious and he also found a picture of her dad like in her music box or wallet or something right and he's like i feel like i saw this guy like he's like very confused he's like i feel like i saw him or something he looks really familiar she's like no impossible like my dad was murdered by my brother like you couldn't have seen him and he's like well i don't know like then he's like maybe like he actually like is still alive and he's the one killing people and oh because there was another scene oh Because he went somewhere for a meeting. Uh-huh. And also so 90s. He's like, so he's in this shady part of town, right? And he goes to leave. Why not just roll up your windows and lock the door on your car? But anyway, he reaches back into the car and pulls out his car radio. Because, you know, 90s. Yes. Like, he has the whole radio and he's walking around with it. And then he sees Holly there. Mm-hmm. And then he's following her. Oh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. Wait, I was going to get to that. No, I was going to get to that. Oh, that's right, because he's got to drop her off at Elizabeth's. That's before the, that's before the okay. climax. Yes, okay. Um, Forget that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so he also... Uh, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> where I was going. So, okay. Hold on, let me reconfigure. I think her admitting this is why he brings Holly to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Because of this weird FBI guy. But also, okay, so after her confession, then 
we get another we get to see doppelganger holly and she is she goes to the the insane asylum where her brother is being held the mental hospital and she gets all nose bleedy whatever and she basically makes her way into the hospital does she kill the lady that's i can't remember if she killed the lady okay no she kicks her out okay also Uh, can we just talk about how you know normal holly is like oh hi how are you but when this person goes to the mental hospital she's like i'd like to see my brother Yeah. intense deep voice i'm leaving home and i really need to tell him something before i go Uh (laughs) it'd be really kind of you to let me in but visiting hours are i know but this is really important (laughs) Uh uh-huh so she still manages to get her i think she climbs through the window and gets in there right she brings number one she brings some sort of saw and she cuts out the door lock Mm -hmm. so a where did she find the plug because remember this is the 90s i really don't think in the 90s you found many battery operated power tools Mm mm-hmm and then she goes in and uh, stabs her brother. Yep. And then he is dead. So once they get that news, Patrick is like, I'm going to find out what's going on. You can't keep getting framed for these murders. You were here the whole time. Um, and then wasn't there something about, am I going crazy or am I thinking of another movie that I watched? A phone sex operator? Nope, that's in this too. Okay. <laughs> just checking yeah elizabeth tells <laughs> patrick about sister jan because they were talking about something and she's like well you know sister jan used to be a nun but now she operates a phone sex line yes so what is i can't remember what he gleans from her or what he learns from her from who from the phone sex lady he goes there and then oh that's why he was there for the meeting that's right okay, okay. I'm connecting your dots now. Yes, you are. <laughs> so he, so first he brings Elizabeth to, or he brings Holly to Elizabeth. Holly to Elizabeth, so he can go talk to Sister Jan because when um, Holly said she wanted to stay, they couldn't keep her because they had no proof that she was the one that attempted to kill her brother. Right. And the lawyer was going to take her back to New York, mm-hmm. but she's like, I don't want to go back to New York. And then I think at some point they're out, and when they come, uh, he, they come back. His whole apartment is overturned. Yeah, it's been ransacked basically. So he takes her to Elizabeth, and, and asks uh, oh. her to watch her because he's going right. to go talk to Sister Jan. So he goes but to this Sister is, Jan. Wait, I want to do the stuff at Elizabeth. It's funny. Oh yes. <laughs> Continue. So. Uh, so yeah, they get to Elizabeth's house, and she's all like why do you keep bringing this girl around? Like, this is not fair to me. Like, I thought, you know, maybe there was a chance for us and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, a guy comes out of her bedroom. From the party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, you seem real lonely. She's like, hey, I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> and uh, she's, but then, yeah, she's tasked with the babysitting duty for Ho- or for Holly she's just like okay whatever like she's just so exasperated this whole movie and it's hilarious because that's how i felt watching it <laughs> like really? okay another another weird thing i can't emphasize this enough about how good of a movie this is <laughs> mm-hmm. so good so he goes talk to sister jan yes and sister jan was also very recognizable to me and i had to go look her up and she's the teacher from back to school which is how I remember was how I thought she was looking familiar, mm. and I had to go look it up because I'm like I know this isn't Jane Lynch, but she's giving me Jane Lynch vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does have Jane Lynch vibes. So yeah. Uh, so Sister Jan talks about the doppelganger and how yes, he learns about what doppelgangers are from yeah, her, and that you need to get the the doppelganger to fall in love. Like that's the only way you can defeat them. 
because they because it's like a person's been split basically Mm -hmm. and only one side of them has good intentions the other side is bad so you got to convince the bad one to feel love and that will help either stop the cycle of murder or stop the or put them back together you know whatever because it seems like some trauma had split Holly apart into this double got doppelganger self, and well, her doctor had said that she was suffering from multiple personality disorder. Although yes. they didn't call it that, did they call it that? They didn't did, say she was a schizophrenic. Did he say MPD? He was saying I th- MPD. I think so. Yeah, I multiple think so, person yeah. disorder. Yeah. So everybody still thinks she's crazy, but they don't have enough evidence to convict her. The FBI guy also said that, or not the FBI guy, another, I think the lawyer was talking to Patrick about, yeah, like doppelgangers is a thing. It's just like really hard to prove. Like, <laughs> right. And so that's why Patrick is like, well, I'm going to figure this out. And so then, yeah, he goes to the sister, talks to her. And when she, he leaves, when he leaves, that's when he's in his car and then he sees Holly, Holly across the street, doppelganger Holly, because she's in her hair scarf and sunglasses. And he gets out of the car and starts following her. And they're just, you know, he she just keeps leading him, you know, through down train tracks into, like, the most industrial bad part of town, it seems to be. There's she's, He's, like, tripping over homeless people <laughs> and uh, still trying to find, find her. And somehow, um, dop, air quotes, doppelganger Holly ends up behind him when he's yes. at a gated dead end. And then it turns, and it's not. Doppelganger Holly wants to attack, but it's no longer Doppelganger Holly. It looks like Holly's dad. Yes. And then he's running after uh, Patrick, and then Patrick slips through the fence. After throwing last... his radio in a pile of garbage stuff. I know. His whole car radio. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, why did he... Why is he? Why is he carrying it? Because he, he didn't need want that? it to get stolen. <sighs> that was back before they made just the removable face plates. It was you, you take the whole radio, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so. he finds a payphone and calls Elizabeth. And Holly has been at Elizabeth's the whole time. So now he's, he's even fully more invested confused. in the yeah. doppelganger. Yes, because if Holly was there the whole time talking to Elizabeth... How could she be trying to kill him? How could she be trying to kill him? And how could she also look like her dad? Yeah, that too. So he's he's just very confused. So um, then Holly gets a call and they want her to come. It's the doppelganger calls Holly. Right. And says, you need to come meet me. I won't hurt anyone around you if you come alone and just come meet me. You have to come home, is what she says. Right. Which is their old home that they had gone to earlier in the movie. Um, But of course, you know. So Holly goes, even though they tell her not to because they think it's a trap. And uh, she's like, you guys have to stay here. Don't want you to get hurt. But Patrick and Elizabeth are like, all right, well, we got to follow her. (laughs) Well, that's Elizabeth more like. (laughs) Elizabeth goes and makes the thing. You're not going to do something stupid like follow her, are you? And then he's like, oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) Uh So they hop in the car and she's like, God damn it. (laughs) And uh, follow after her and uh, get to the house. Holly goes inside and then she gets attacked by herself by herself and then she just ends up collapsed on the couch yeah yeah she gets injected in the neck and just just like lying on the couch half dead basically or whatever she is unconscious i don't know and outside patrick is trying to find a way into the building so obviously you climb up to the second floor (laughs) (laughs) to the window where he saw somebody before genius and when he's up there, he sees a bunch of masks. Yes, there is a mask of... The FBI agent. The FBI agent, Holly. The Richard Wolf guy. The, yes. The, 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 the writer. Um, was there a Holly one? I think so. And then her dad. Uh, the gas man who was in there at some point. 
oh, earlier right. in to the fix movie. Something in their house, in the apartment. Yeah, and uh, then he's like, "What's going on here?" And then he goes downstairs, and that's when he sees her on the uh, the couch. Yes, he sees Holly on the couch, and then the other Holly like hits him with something, and he's like, oh, "Haha, you're she such a stabbed fool." Him. She stabbed him. Okay. Yeah, like she in the side. She stabbed him. And then she's like, ha ha ha, you're so dumb. And then starts to pull the Holly mask off to reveal. Dr. Heller. That's his name. The doctor that said she had multiple personality disorder. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's the doctor? Yeah. Why did I think it was her brother? No. Her brother was played by... I got this all wrong then in my head. I totally thought her brother was murdering everyone. Oh, they don't... Rob? Was Rob her brother? Uh, yeah. Peter Dobson. You really don't see much of him. No, her brother's name is Fred. Fred. Oh, Fred. Okay, hold on. They don't have Fred as Yeah, it is is her doctor. You're right. Yeah, it's her doctor. That's crazy. Played by Dennis Christopher. He so, also yes. looks very familiar, and I don't know from what, but I feel like he always plays some sort of tool businessman in everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah. In my defense, him and her brother have the same hair. Her brother and was, I, like, blonde. Yeah, I thought he was blonde, too. I don't think so. I thought he had darker color hair. I thought he had blonde hair. Well, yeah, he has blonde hair because he has blonde hair in the beginning when he's feeling her up. Oh, okay. So, um, but anyway, then we find out yes. he's kind of nuts because yes, he's like, he, she's mine and only mine. And he convinced her, he says he convinced Holly's alternate personality to kill her mother because he says that her mother was planning to kill Holly for her money. Right. Which I don't know what to believe there. It's <laughs> all just madness. It's because um, the story is so well written and and just produced and the and the acting is top notch and <laughs> and all of the dialogue is it's like real life. It's just great. Yeah, so So basically what has happened is it seems at first that the doppelganger thing is not true and that she's just has multiple personality disorder and he has been gaslighting her and framing her for all of these murders by with all of his weird masks that he has. Right. Um, so just as Patrick seems like his investigation has come to a head and, oh, Holly just has a mental personality disorder and she's... <laughs> there's not actually a doppelganger, it's just this guy messing with her all this time. Uh-huh. Um, that... <laughs> and, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to start. Uh Holly's laying there on the couch, and then suddenly, um... She gets all gooey. She starts getting gooey, like in the beginning when her fingers got webby in between them. Turns out it was goo. It's goo. And then her whole body starts just, like, twisting... Into a worm. The flesh. No, I wanted to reveal the worm! (laughs) The worm is my favorite part! (laughs) Keep going. Her dress rips, her whole face is just like, it's just all twisted, and she no longer resembles a human. She's just a big worm. <laughs> just sitting, a worm on a couch, just chilling. But it doesn't end there. No, because then the, the worm continues to, to mutate, if you will. Yep. Um, and then the worm is twisting and twisting, and then it splits. And then it is two weird aliens, alien muscle people, (laughs) literally just like tall, skinny, like their necks are so skinny and long, no skin. It's just muscle, like bloody muscle, just like creatures walking around. (laughs) Uh, Practical effects, too. It's just (laughs) it's so messed up. I feel like I had nightmares after I watched this. And then, Actually, no, I was just watching, like, I watched this on a mor- in a morning. Like, I watched the end of it in the morning, and I was just staring at my computer like, okay. <laughs> what? Well, okay, that's happening. 
Um, <laughs> so the the uh, the one of the beings, we'll say the the meaner one, the doppelganger Holly, because apparently that's actually what happened. Sure. Although it makes no sense with the rest of the plot that we have just revealed. <laughs> yep. Um, the doppelganger version, or I don't know, they're both they both look like weird muscular aliens. Uh, walks down the steps and then just fucking whacks the doctor, and he goes flying out the window, and impaled by the pointy fence outside. So he's he's out of there. Oh, we have to remember before that though he did stab it in the chest. Oh yeah, and then nothing happened. And then she went bloop. Smacked him out the window, and he gets, yes. yes, impaled by the fence, that wrought yes. iron fence. Yes. Um, and then the creature doppelganger creature whatever the fuck it is looks at looks at patrick and is like looks like it's gonna kill him too but then some something happens maybe i don't know i think the other creatures like yeah don't kill him i love him (laughs) and it's weird yeah alien bloody muscle face voice um and then so then the it like backs up and then it like lays down on the couch again and then it slowly reverse re- splits. reverse splits back into one, and then Holly magically regrows her skin and dress and everything, <laughs> and then she's fine and nope. no longer gooey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's not fine because he goes over to check on her and she starts bleeding from the chest. Oh, right. I forgot about. Well, because, I hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> because of where the other one got stabbed. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he's like going to help her and then suddenly, yeah, there's this blood splurting out of her chest and just filling the whole, her whole white dress. And I think that's when Elizabeth runs in with the detective. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so it looks like, and then Patrick has blood all over his hand, so it looks like he, you know, stabbed her or whatever, but you know, so that's another issue that <laughs> seems to be, that seems to resolve itself fairly quickly. Um, and so... We don't well, mostly because he has a stab wound too, so you yeah. could say, "Oh yeah, he got stabbed." Yeah. So then, after that, the next scene we cut to a funeral for Holly. She's lying in her casket, you know, peaceful in the uh, what are those mausoleum? Is that what those are called? Mm-hmm. The family mausoleum being laid to rest, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then he's like, "I need a moment." So he like picks up a little flower and puts it on her casket, but then a sexy doppelganger Holly walks into the mausoleum and starts like feeling him up, and uh, what happens? <laughs> I don't remember. It's like wants to it, like acts like it's gonna stab him or something. I don't know. It like wants to kill him, and but then he like wakes up and he's in the hospital and Holly's in the bed in the hospital. <laughs> Oh, because like, it was oh. a dream. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't <laughs> die. And then he like puts her little music box on her food tray, and she like slowly comes to as she hears the music, and then she slowly pushes it off, and it breaks. Yep. And then and that's the end. By the way, her brother did survive. Oh. They did. Okay. They did say that her brother was going to make it through. Through the stabbings? Yes. Mm. But, uh, yeah. And that's the movie. (laughs) In summary, Drew Barrymore turned into a worm. (laughs) And then split into two aliens. And then reformed. And Patrick loves her anyway. Yeah, if I saw that, I don't... I just don't know if I could recover from that. Because <laughs> he just is sitting there watching it the whole time, like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, when she turned into a worm, I was just like, what the, what? 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 Can, can I read the storyline from IMDb? Yes. A woman moves from New York City to L.A. after a murder in which she is implicated. She is followed by what is apparently her evil alter ego. She moves into a room for rent by a writer, and he begins having an affair with her. But after some strange things happen, he's not sure if the affair is with her or her doppelganger. (laughs) 
the worm. He's that dating a worm. The storyline on IMDb. So, I feel like it makes no sense <laughs> because what is the point in explaining that the doctor has been gaslighting her and killing everyone and blaming her multiple personality disorder? When she was actually a doppelganger the whole time, so then who really did the murders? And uh, I just don't know. Oh, it's because <laughs> the plot is so good, Stephanie. <laughs> I just don't understand. Yes, it's a, it's I don't a, understand. It's a very very um. It's very good. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I just want answers. Yeah. About why bother explaining that if it's not really the case? I, I'm gonna blame it on the scriptwriter. Okay. I don't think See, I don't think that had very good um, storyline. <laughs> what could have happened was that we could have just cut out the doctor, and she could have actually had a murderous doppelganger. And then the murderous doppelganger is the one wearing the different mask to fuck with her actual real self. And otherwise... Probably just... because it's trying to ride this line of thriller horror. Yeah. And the I mean, horror I'm, is the I'm fact still... that she's this splitting thing that's a worm. Yes, I'm, I still want to keep the worm. <laughs> in, my, in my rewrite, I still keep the worm because the worm is the best part. The best and the worst part. Well, they're tr- they're trying to put us. <laughs> they're trying to confuse us, Steph. I can't even oh. find the review that I sent to you in a text message to convince you that this was a great thing to watch. Well, I can just re- rewind my text messages. Okay, here it is. Uh, Drew Barrymore at her lowest point in her career. <laughs> yes. Um. Now I just lost it. Oh, I have it up if you want me to read it. Yeah, go for it. Drew Barrymore is an actress that has gone through bad periods, not only in her career, but in her in her personal life, too. After being a prodigy child actress, she she descended into obscurity with mediocre films of low quality. While she has recovered from that dark past, this movie stays as a reminder of Drew Barrymore's worst days. The movie starts with an interesting premise very reminiscent to Brian DePamela's Raising Cain, with a plot dealing with multiple personality disorder that sets to the story of a horror thriller. Barrymore stars as Holly Gooding, a young woman who is trying to make a new life in California after a traumatic event of her past in which she apparent in which apparently her other personality killed her mother. I, I don't have to read this whole thing, do I? No. Where's 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 my favorite line? I have it right here. Doppelganger is for the most part a mediocre film that not only never fulfills its purpose, it also concludes in one of the worst endings of movie history. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's so good. So, I have just a few fun facts. So, I had what I thought was a really exciting fun fact when I first started watching it. And mm-hmm. I think this is why I got distracted for like some of the beginning part. Okay. Because I was researching to see if I was right. So the apartment that she goes to in LA has like a little angel statue in the middle of it. And there's right. like vines and it looks kind of like a hotel. So I thought it was where they filmed the angel. And I got really excited because I thought it was the angel hotel that they get in season two. And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But it looked a lot like it because they have a similar courtyard with like an angel fountain statue in the middle. So I think like I missed like 10 or 15 minutes of that after she got there because I was like, is this the same hotel? Is this the Hyperion? Is this where they filmed it? Because I was like, let's make this really exciting. That I was very disappointed. You're trying to find this amazing fun fact. Yeah. And it didn't pan out. No. But I found out you can go visit it if you want. I know where the I know where the apartment is. You want to go relive you know doppelganger 1993 really? it's still <laughs> yeah. there yeah it's an apartment building wow I so is the you know. angel hotel actually oh, cool. um so yeah 
uh, as I said, here are some of my fun facts. Uh, Danny Trejo has a small role as a horny construction worker, as we saw. Um, the this film was shot in 30 days. Very very fast. <laughs> that I long? guess. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> most of it was the worm. I, I made that part up. <laughs> um, the first victim of Holly is actually played by Drew Barrymore's real life mother, Jade Barrymore. Ah. So that's interesting. Which is even weirder when it is juxtaposed with that scene of her getting felt up by her doctor. Yeah. Uh, sorry, mom, I guess. That's weird. Um, IMDb calls this a goof that um, when the creatures reassemble, her her dress is magically there again and it's fine. But I don't think you can call any part of that a goof because who even knows what's happening? Yeah, well... <laughs> You know, when you just play the tape backwards again, of course the, mm-hmm. the clothing is going to come back, right? Yeah. Um, the film premiered at the Avoria's Fantastic Film Festival in January 1993, where it was nominated for the Grand Prize Award. Nominated, but did not win. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh it was released on VHS on May 26, 1993. Wait, wait, did it not even get into theaters? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't think so. Because, yeah, it was at a film festival in January and then released on VHS in the U.S. in May. Wow. No, but it, it, no, it has a theatrical release poster, so it must have been in theater for a little bit. Hmm. I wonder it's, how much it made at the box office. I know, I'm trying to find that. It its budget was three million. All all for the worm, I'm sure. Yep. Had to be. That damn Poor worm. Danny Trejo. <laughs> that damn worm. Let me see if I can find how much it made. Uh yeah, there's like no info for this. <laughs> it probably wasn't that good. Yeah, not even uh, New York Times has it. I can't find anything. Yeah, not going to be able to find anything. What I think is a fun trivia thing is this is the last film of George Maharis, I'm assuming mm-hmm. is how you say his name. Yeah. Was this was this what did him in, finally? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Uh, so yeah, those are all my fun facts. So on a scale from 1 to 10, what do you rate this? Uh, I give this movie uh, one giant worm and two bloody aliens. (laughs) Well, that's higher than my rating of minus five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, now we have to do... Yeah, what's your count? Well, I just want to keep it simple and say two... Mostly because I don't know if any of these alternate personalities had a real-life attachment to them. Mm. But there were definitely, what, you had the gas guy, you had the FBI FBI agent, you had the screenwriter, and I think that's it, right? Yeah, I'm going to say four because... Holly and her doppelganger, and then two bloody aliens. (laughs) Two bloody aliens that look the same. I like that. I'm down with that. (laughs) Because it's too convoluted, because if that guy was just wearing disguises, then it doesn't really count as a doppelganger. True. Or a double, because he was just wearing a mask that he made up. So you're saying that two Hollies and her multiple personality disorder, and the fact that she's an alien that splits into two. Uh-huh. Kind of like Station in... Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Sure. Station. That's a throwback. Okay. Makes me think we could do Bill and Ted's bogus journey. We could do Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I've never seen those movies, so. (laughs) We could also do Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. (laughs) Okay. You know what else you could do? What? You could email us at seeingdoublepodcasts at gmail.com. Give us your recommendations, comments, 
send photos of uh, sun bears because you know Stephanie likes a good stun sun sun bear. Stun and a good bear. worm. What's a good stun bear? A bear that looks surprised. Or they they just look really good, so they're stunning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow <laughs> Steph on all her socials at Steph Plus Verb. She has her new desk. Mm-hmm. She's done with the house purchasing aspect of purchasing a house, which mm-hmm. means she's streaming again, guys. I am. And you guys can go see her play <laughs> video games on streaming. It's true. You can also follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. Uh, there you'll get uh, when a new episode obviously is released, and stuff obviously throws some fun things up there from time to time. I attempt to, yes. Yep. And I guess that brings us to the final bit where I say, until next week. I'm a giant worm. And I have a split personality. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye.